this is the fifth and final instalment in the story of David that we have been exploring and we will be focusing on the last couple of chapters in 1 Samuel and the first couple of chapters in 2 Samuel. So to recap on the story, Saul had been appointed as the first king of Israel. God's power was on him and he saw some victories against the enemies of God. However, his heart wasn't fully orientated to God, but was self-seeking, seeking his own way, not trusting what God had commanded him, and seeking his own honour, and this resulted in his gradual demise. But God had a plan, and he raises up an unexpected hero out of the sons of Jesse. David, the humble, young, ordinary shepherd, is anointed for the role of king. He didn't become king straight away, but went from strength to strength, learning kingly duties, practising in battle, defeating giant enemies like Goliath in the name of the Lord, but most of all, growing as a man of faith, trust, love and character, and demonstrating brotherly love with his friend Jonathan, and living as a true worshipper of God. Meanwhile, Saul was winning fewer battles and was becoming increasingly filled with hatred and jealousy of David. So we are now up to the part of the story in 1 Samuel 28 where Saul is faced with the Philistine army and is terrified. The prophet Samuel, whom Saul had called on previously, was now dead. Saul asked the Lord about what to do. But the Lord did not answer him through speaking or providing prophets or advice. Although God heard Saul's words, he saw Saul's true heart, and this was revealed in Saul's response to the Lord's silence, the seeking of guidance through witchcraft instead of seeking the Lord. The witch contacts Samuel from the dead, and Samuel reveals to Saul that his kingdom has been taken away given to another, and that Saul and his sons, including Jonathan, will die, all on account of Saul's infidelity to the Lord. And tragically, this all came to pass. But on learning this, David's heart is revealed. Anyone could understand his grief at losing his close friend Jonathan, but the lament he pours out is for Saul too. And the honour David shows Saul is astounding as he blesses the men who gave Saul a dignified burial. Notice how he doesn't assume kingship himself, but asks the Lord what to do and follows his simple instruction to go up to Hebron and settle there. In the fullness of time, the men of Judah make David their king. I wonder whether it was a temptation at all for David to put himself forward to hurry his being appointed as king. Scholars estimate that it was about 15 years between David's selection by Samuel and when he actually became king. The more I look at the lives of people who have followed God, the more I see how God does not hurry and the disciplines of patience and trust are a must anyone seriously wanting to follow him. So now David was king. Perhaps the future of God's people could look more hopeful. 
It's worth remembering at this point the bigger picture and the story that tells of why kings are appointed to lead lead God's people. In 1 Samuel chapter 8, we read that God's people asked Samuel the prophet for a king. There hadn't been kings ruling God's people before now. God's heart had always been that he himself would be their king, to be their judge, to go before them and to fight for them in battle. But the people rejected God and wanted a king to do this instead so that they would be like the neighbouring nations. God allowed them what they wanted in the end and gave them a king, the first being Saul. Sadly, we know how this worked out. Saul was appointed and anointed and could some degree do the task, being a man of stature and means. But his wandering heart was the problem. We know that David wasn't selected just because of his strength, skills or potential, the outward appearance, but instead because God saw something on his heart that would make him fit to be a king. David was by no means perfect, but he went on to become one of the greatest kings in history. I love the Hebrew word for heart, which is lev, meaning the consciousness of man as seen coming from deep inside the chest, or a thirst as an inside need for water. The Hebrew symbols used in this word are made up of a staff representing authority and a tent representing what is inside. And these combined mean authority inside. I take from this that David was a man whose whole being was given over to God, who thirsted for God and allowed God to be his authority and somehow knew God's heart in a very special way. I can see God's graciousness in providing his people with David as king and I wonder if it expresses what God had always intended for all his people, for them to all have hearts that thirsted passionately for him that were aligned with his authority and with his heart. So if the people were rejecting God as their king, maybe they wouldn't reject a king who could be an example to them and lead them to him. And this leads me to Jesus. David points us to Jesus and many scholars talk about David as a type of Christ, that is, a person that behaves in a similar way to Christ. Matthew, in his Gospel of Jesus, outlines Jesus' family line, which includes David. But it is not just the family line that makes him similar. David was sent by his father Jesse to go and help his brothers in battle. Jesus was sent by his father into the world. David was God's representative to defeat his enemy Goliath, and all God's people benefited from David's victory over him. Jesus came to defeat the works of the devil by his death and resurrection and we are all invited to live in his victory. Later in 2 Samuel we read how God makes a covenant with David involving prophetic promises about the building of God's kingdom and family that point to Jesus who is the mediator of the new covenant between God and his people. So just take a moment and think about the story. 
contemplate and marvel at how God unfolds and weaves his purposes and keeps his promises even in the face of opposition, battle and failure. Consider God's deep desire for us that we walk in covenant with him, our hearts aligning with his heart and allowing him to be the authority within. Celebrate and give thanks and be inspired by King David, the man who shows us what loving and trusting and pouring out extravagant worship looks like and how he points us to Jesus, God with us.